1: Hello everybody and welcome back to the Zoobcast. This is episode 96. And this is a bit of a it's historic is the wrong word. That's too much of an extent. But this is like a, a bit of a trailblazing, groundbreaking episode because uh it's it's myself and Josh and Louie is is remotely coming in here from the West Coast. You're in Vancouver right now, Louie?
0: Yep. Yeah, yeah, towards the tail end of my trip here. Um all the way from Vancouver. Wasn't sure if uh anything was going to happen, Zoopcast-wise, while I was gone, we recorded a few episodes right before I left, like, maybe that'll tie us over, but you know what? It's raining outside, I have nothing else to do today, I have pretty much a free day of no big plans, so I was like, you know, let's talk about how good the Sens and PWHL have been over the last little bit, so it's a a good time. Well, right
1: before before we talk about the good, because we actually, like, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do a Zoopcast, is because when is the last time we've had like the opportunity to like praise the Sens. but you have so you 've been on this trip for a while, and you were there in Calgary right when they got uh, yeah select.
0: that was my yeah. first day first day of my trip it was great <laughs> was <unreal>. i literally <laughs> I literally flew out, I had originally what was supposed to be a six a m flight out of Ottawa, got delayed to like around seven, but I knew this before I had to wake up, so I got an extra hour of sleep, which was nice uh got into Calgary. Um, And then I had that game that night. Uh, It was very interesting. The Sens played an okay first two periods, and then the game just stopped after that. I don't recall anything that happened afterwards. So that was great. Exactly. Um, But I I noticed a little trend. I've I've been to three hockey games on this trip. The home team won every single one of them. So I went to Calgary, Ottawa. Later that week, I went to go see the Hitmen pretty much kind of destroy the Spokane Chiefs um (laughs) and then the day i got here in vancouver i went to go see canucks versus uh coyotes and both that game and the Sens flames games were all pride nights so there's a ton of like stuff i I got the um the canucks pride night shirt great design it looks sick um but man rogers arena like canucks games the production value is insane it's ridiculous eh? oh my god it's easily the best of as i have I mean listen before this trip i hadn't go, really gone to many outside of ottawa hockey games but even compared to like you know the saddle dome and calgary and all that it's ridiculous it's really crazy it's a super good time for sure and man having well, a downtown arena is so, yeah, so great <laughs> i was gonna say
1: that and i was also gonna ask you how that how the saddle dome is like is it is it still up Does it still like hold people and it's not falling apart in calgary then? yeah
0: I'd say when I'm in there, the structural integrity feels better than that of like you know the arena at TD Place. I don't feel like it shakes yeah. every time I move.
1: The roof, um, the roof just falls. There are pieces from the roof that just fall down. Yeah, as right. as
0: they've said in their playoff song, the roof, the roof, the roof's on fire. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so exactly, it was it was definitely like it's a very unique arena. It's super cool. Um, it was nice, nice. to be able to see the Suns play there, regardless of what happened in the end. So. No, it's been a it's been a great trip between that the hockey games. Uh, I had I took the train from Edmonton to Vancouver. Best part of the that's trip, cool. yeah. So that's cool. I
1: saw the pictures. That looked awesome. Super
0: fun. Yeah, highly yeah. recommend. If anybody ever wants to take the Canadian that goes through and all that, it's top notch.
1: Okay, let's talk about the sentence and how good they are. How about that sentence being said in this year, twenty twenty four? It seems like it, it's finally starting to pay off now. This this coaching switch. Jacques Martin has come in, Alfie has come in, and the habits are starting to form themselves now. Josh, I will get you into this. Josh, you Josh has done really well, by the way. We'll shout out Josh on the Twitter because every time that the senators play the Canadians, I think Josh wakes up for those for those games. <laughs> like that's that's your time to 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 get going on Twitter and, and put some good yeah. content. But what have Josh, what have you been seeing from the Senators lately? that has impressed you in their play, in this little streak that they've got going?
2: They got um, six pretty good defensemen playing. One of my main <laughs> takeaways. Let's go. Um, yeah. No, but honestly, like they've just been a lot better as a team. Like I know the timing, it was really funny. Like Hammonick comes out, and they're, what, 3-0-1? So they took yeah. him out of the lineup, I think. Um, so that's just obviously hilarious timing, especially considering they probably should have won the Jets game they lost, so they could be 4-0 oh without yeah, him. They, they deserve well to win sure. all four without him. But what I'll say is, like, even if Hamnick was the 6-D playing 12 minutes a night, I think this team would still be outplaying opponents. Like, I don't think it yeah. actually is his third pair of minutes. It's just, it feels like everyone is making a much more concerted effort to actually play defense. And I know it seems like such a simple thing, but like one guy I've noticed, I would say a ton, is like Batherson playing defensively, I feel yeah. like up until like two or three weeks ago, I would like never see him between the net and the guy he's covering. And now it feels like he's always in that lane, either trying to block a shot or just trying to like disrupt or slow down the play. So like, even if it's not the the 200 foot guys, and I'm sure we'll talk about the Staios, uh press conference later, yeah, what he said, but even if it's not the, the guys who are supposed to be the defensive guys, like there's everyone is buying in. And I think it's funny that it lined up with when uh, Jacques Martin brought his his cup ring to show everyone yeah, on the team. Um, they've literally just saw that and were like, "Oh yeah, we, we got to try now." But yeah, I don't know. I think overall things are starting to click. They're they've they've decided on a top four like Sanderson, Zub, Shabbat, Chikrin. It seems like um, the top nine is kind of coming together. Pinto coming back is definitely going to help. Um, just having the top three guys and. To me, if I want to shout out one player specifically over the last stretch, it's Ridley Gregg, for sure. Yeah, I would like to say guy. yeah. I tweeted yeah. this. I don't know if you guys saw it or reacted to it or whatever. Honestly, you could make the argument that if Greg keeps this up, like Stutzla is the 1C and Greg's the 2C. Mm-hmm. Ignore contracts, because obviously Norris has the big contract, but Ridley Gregg is shaping up to be a legit second-line center the way he's playing so far.
1: And that, yeah, that I being wouldn't said, have a problem if, putting if Ridley Gregg is on your third line as your center. That yeah. Is- yeah, or second
2: line wing, right? Like, Greg yeah. on Stutzla's wing is also terrific. Yes. But I just yeah. mean, like, I remember last year around the Chikrin talks, there was debate whether they should, if they had to, move Greg or Pinto. And I think I was one of the people in the, I'd rather move Pinto camp. Um, And honestly, like, it's unfair to Pinto because he's played two games this season. But really, Greg really just... The offensive ability he has, I think, is a bit better than Pinto's. And just how big of a pest he is is, like, so nice to have on top of just only Kachuk.
1: Yes, true. And speaking of, you brought up Pinto. He is back, and he's playing for the mm-hmm. team, and he does not really look like he has missed no. a step. He, has he actually like a really, is really, really
2: in the AHL, and there's about zero chance he'll play in the NHL this season.
0: <laughs>
2: wow, His career is in jeopardy,
1: as I've been yes. told. Per, per a source, per a source, <laughs> that people are talking. But Shane Pinto looks really good. He scored uh, against Montreal, which is hilarious. Like, like, I remember, I didn't watch that whole game. This is the second Montreal game, the one that's happened recently. We're recording this on January 25th. And I didn't watch that whole game. I only got to watch the third. But I remember just being like, everything that could have gone wrong for the Habs fans in that game went wrong. Like, Jack Guy comes up and is just horrific. Like, he sucked. He was, like, their statistical worst player in every category. Shane Pinto scores after you've been making the betting jokes all night, and he scores on you. You lose. You only get one goal. Gallagher was awful, I saw, uh, in the analytics. So that was That was just a really good night. And I didn't actually—it it didn't hit me until they said it on the broadcast— That is eight straight wins for the Sens against the Habs, which is awesome. It's a shame that it couldn't have happened at a time where the wins were, like, meaningful wins, because that would have been pretty cool, too. But I will not complain about beating the Habs eight straight times. Uh, That's something that the Senators have done over the last couple of years, so I thought that was really funny. But, yeah, Shane Pinto looks great. And it's kind of like this is the first time that we have real— like. I think this is the first time we've actually seen this senator's core and team fully 100% healthy and playing. Like, it's taken years, and we've actually seen I them. I mean, that's not an excuse for how they played earlier in the year, but definitely good to, to see them on the ice there, Lewis.
0: Yeah, like, we've literally never seen this entire core together, right? Because Chickren came in in February. Norris was already out by that point. By the time Norris came back, Pinto was out. And now they're both back in. Everyone is fully healthy. Brandstrom is playing. I was thinking, oh, it's going to be the first game where they're all playing. And then he, from was Scratch against Philly. I was like, well, okay, kind of close, not fully. Um, the one guy who's out, I guess is Forsberg, but we're starting Corpus yeah. Allo anyway. Right. Um, so yeah, it's been just so nice to be able to see everybody, you know, Rourke chartier is back too so that's really big for adam and and his
1: yes. agenda he's been good man um, <laughs> rook's been killing it he has looked good and you know what i'm gonna interrupt you for a sec because you know who else has looked good i'm gonna give him his flowers sack McEwen has oh, yep. been balling lately he has i'm been happy he's balling. been playing
0: over kastelik honestly kastelik yep. has agreed. not been great this season McEwen yeah, has agreed. had some really kelly's solid outings kelly's Kelly been, has been very fantastic. good under maté yeah
1: Yep. And that goal that McEwen scored against Philly. Oh my was God. A, that was a disgusting shot. Like it is that a second was a really good. Snipe shot. of the year.
2: Yeah, I don't I think, I think yeah, against Buffalo too. Clabber.
1: If you give him time yeah, and space, he
2: can just rip it. Yeah. He can
1: rip it. Um, and it's like I think he's it, like it... go on, Josh, sorry.
2: I was gonna say, I think another I'm kind of switching the subject here a bit, but another player we should definitely be talking about, and it is a small sample so far, but Corpusala's been great the last three games. Yeah. Agreed. agreed. Three straight positive games. Now we can go back to it lining up with Hamannik being out and the high quality chances <laughs> going down. I think in all yeah. three games Corpasalo has played without Hamannik, the sense have given up exactly seven high danger chances against like all strengths in each game, um, which is really good. I think they've been below ten in probably like a quarter of their games. So for that to happen three yeah. straight games is really good. What I will say is it's it is objectively funny that Hamannik like in the last 12 periods of hockey, Hamanik has played one in the last 12 periods of hockey. The sense have given up more than a goal in one, and it's the same period, <laughs> right? Like they've yeah, given up four good. set They've given up eight goals in the last four games. Hamanik was there for 15 minutes of those four games. And that was a quarter of the goals in those 15 minutes. That's unreal. Just funny. Unreal. Like it, they weren't even yeah. his fault, but it was just, it's just funny timing. And it's like Corpusal is playing well, but also you're not seeing those crazy breakdowns where they're getting four straight chances and then everyone's gassed, and the goalie's been going side to side so he can't make the last save. And that's I think the biggest difference in what we're seeing in the last couple of games where
0: Corpusal able to play well. And like I, I know every uh, this is the last I'll talk about Hamonic this episode, but like <laughs> it, ha- it, there's so many of these stats. But at the point, it's like maybe it's just a coincidence, small sample. And every once in a while, like I'm like. Not because he does something, but I just reflect. I'm like, I can't be too mean on it at Hamonic and stuff. But then I look, I updated my model data like literally yesterday, and who would you guess is last in the entire league this season in standings points above replacement? Well, I'm Travis gonna guess Travis Hamonic. <laughs> like oh,
1: unbelievable.
0: unbelievable, insane, insane stuff. Yeah, there's a lot and, of, like, sense connections at the bottom there, too, a little. Like, Nikita's, yeah, lights like, that spots list. up. Mike Hoffman list. is pretty close. Like, Josh <laughs> Brown is there. <laughs> yeah. But Aminick is last of all. Yeah.
1: So, we, I want to bring it back to Korpisalo for a selfish reason. Because I feel like... And honestly, like, Louis, you were in this, too. And I have to shout out our guy, Bosti. Because we were in this camp of... Everyone was, you know, make a save, make a save... Corpusalo. But I was like, we were strictly on that. He is is it a little bit his fault? Maybe. But let's not act like this was a product of horrific defending in front of him. Like yeah. every single game. He would make like and he would make great saves every game. He would make great, great saves. And it was just he couldn't make enough great saves because they were giving up so many chances. And now in these last four or five games as they've started to come together more as a defensive group it's allowing corpusalo to be able to make the saves and not have to do way more than that which is making his stats a lot better and it's making his job a lot easier and i'm just looking at the schedule here because what i'm interested in is the senators play boston tonight who are on a heater i think like they're always on a heater it's boston and they've been on a heater for how though. many
0: years <laughs> Yeah, that's seriously. true. Yeah. Not a
1: back-to-back. But so I'm I'm looking, like, the last few games, the Sens have won. It's the Habs twice, the Flyers, who I know are technically in a playoff they, spot, The Flyers but, are
2: very good this year, to be honest. Yeah.
1: But they were I, playing I,
2: Samuel Erson, to be fair, but they, yes, domi- they absolutely Erson. dominated them. I think the
1: expected goals was, like, 5.5 5 to 1.4 or something. And the Sens found a way to win that game which was fine. And then they played that game against Winnipeg, which I agree they should have won, but I'm not, like they played really well in that game. It's just hell of a I, I would say ways. that's what happens that,
0: when you play against the best goalie in the league, who is feeling it, feeling it like
1: that. And that it, team, man, like do. that watching that, like I don't, I'm, I'm it was not, boring. You know, I'm not Louie. Like I don't watch the jets often, but when they played the Sens, I, it reminded me so much of how the senators played with Guy Boucher. Like, it reminded me
2: of game. nap time in elementary school to be honest <laughs>
1: okay yeah, sure it was just really but,
2: boring no. to be honest it is, and it is, is because they were missing shifley and connor like to be 100 percent fair at the time they were missing both those guys but
1: connor that was not right a
2: game. fun game to watch i don't shifley did connor I play
1: was out. i thought connor had oh, I maybe
0: that
1: i check.
2: thought connor just came back last game against toronto but i could be wrong
0: yeah it, but, um, but either way it was Morrissey's injured now too like uh yeah,
2: played 21 <laughs> minutes wow yeah played 21 okay yeah he did play yeah I mean they were still missing their top their only uh well I guess Connor too but they were missing their only guy with like 40 plus points so
1: yeah
0: to be but, fair but, but anyway yeah. my, my, my point is
1: I'm very interested to see how the Senators do against Boston tonight I hope they put in yeah I think they will put in a really good effort I don't know I don't think they'll win I don't think they're going to be. Wild. I mean, it's, it's
2: just the fact that they're on a back to back that gives me sort of a bit of hope. But yeah. the, the Ruins did, they started their, I used to say backup, whatever. They're going 50 50. say it,
0: it they started at Allmark yesterday.
2: yesterday. Well, yes, there's there's a pretty today, big yeah. difference. Allmark's 912 and Swayman's 923. Like, that's a pretty big
0: difference. I, well, I mean, they're, I they're both um, starter caliber, I mean. Like, in both, yes, like, yes, 100%.
2: 100% Yeah. So, I don't know. That's my only my hope is that, you know, the Sens have been in Ottawa. The vibes are great. Boston's traveled after playing last night. But I think that's why like, the odds are quite even. Um, everything's in a sense favor, and even then, they're still not favored to win, but it's a little close. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. Like, cool. It'll be a good challenge to face a good team.
1: It'll be, it'll be a really good challenge, and I think they're going to play well. And the vibe, you said the vibes are great. Vibes are great because the frickin' moms, man. The moms yeah. on yeah. that trip was awesome. It, they could come to every game. I hope some of them stayed mm-hmm, and should. watched them play Boston tonight. Like, those two games, Montreal-Philly, were fantastic. I don't know if you saw the sense posted. they were, like, in, like, a cultish circle yes. doing a dance-to-dancing <laughs> queen. Like Midsommar? Like, oh, yeah, yeah they looked like Midsommar. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? But it was hilarious. Um, Ma- like, Matthew Joseph has been posting a spree of Instagram stories about stuff that he did with his mom on that trip. So it was like, like, I think that was so great for them to do that trip. And now they're going to feel refreshed, re-energized, ready to do. They have a three-game homestand at Boston, New York, Nashville. That's a good test, those three teams. So uh, look to see how they do there. But yeah, back in terms of, it's just good that they're winning, man. Like, it's like, like yes. I was doing, I was watching it, you know, with, uh, I was watching a game a couple of days ago with a, good buddy of mine and listener of the show Declan and Shout out Declan. Declan's a smart guy and he was working out the what would it take for the sense to make the playoffs right now <laughs> that's with, my man right like, there with, with 40 games to go they need to win like 30 <laughs> so like all I'm saying is they're not going to make the playoffs but if they were to make the playoffs it would just be winning I think, three out of four for the rest of the year, really. You like, underestimate the power of a the models.
2: Run. Yeah, <laughs> I think the models have them at four to five percent-ish, like depending on the model you look at. Because they, like you said, you, you said 30 wins. I think it's more, yeah, more like 26, seven with some OT uh, losses, I'm which down. is still a lot. Yeah. So 39 yeah. games left. You're probably looking at like 26, 10, and three. Oh, get yeah. them to uh, 92 oh, points. Cool. So 26-9-4, and four, let's say. So they got to win two-thirds of them, and half or a third of the losses have to be in OT.
1: So all I'm saying... So you're looking is at, like, a 600...
2: or, like, a 700-point percentage, which I don't think any team in the NHL has. So they got to basically play, like, first place in the league pace if for the last half stand, of the season. If,
1: if they go 3-0, and I'm in. If they go 3-0, That's a thing. Yeah. I'm They're,
2: in. They're... Yeah, that's the thing. Like, if they just go on a win streak, then the number is a lot more doable. But the odds of them pulling off an Oilers 14-gamer, I'm going to give yeah. that about a 1 in 500 chance. So.
1: And once again, it's not an excuse, and this is not even anyone's fault, but the schedule is going to hurt them again here because they're getting hot, and then they have these three home games. They play Detroit on the road, and then they go 11 days until they play again for the All-Star break, which is a home game against Toronto, on Saturday, February tenth, <laughs> so first one back? Oh been. my they, god! Yeah. What <laughs> I will say,
2: <laughs> what I will say is, they have one of the easiest strengths of schedule left, and they've had one of the hardest so yes. far. So if you're yes. looking for some something to look forward to, even if you know yes. we know that the odds of them making the playoffs are like one in twenty-five or whatever, they have like I'm looking here. It says they have the 18th easiest left. So that's pretty good. 18th easiest or what does that mean sorry 18th most difficult like 17 teams have a harder okay. remaining schedule okay
1: okay and so a couple of those right are now. coming
2: up boston and new york right now right so once those two are gone that probably drops them to like 23rd or something so
1: yeah i'm just looking right now like they've got a stretch it's like they the play chicago March.
2: twice san jose uh, anaheim twice columbus twice and montreal those are their easiest games remaining
1: yeah, and, and but anything, they played yeah.
2: Boston three times, Florida three times, New York. Game yeah. Game left.
0: yeah, but the, the fact that they team have team so game many left. games consistently a lot, if they get rolling, is gonna you know be in their favor.
2: A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So, we'll but see.
0: once again,
2: it's, once... it's good. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, for the record, it's not that, not that really there's like less playoff. stress. No, no, <laughs> no that's what done. I'm saying. It's good that there's like no stress. I we like, just watch it for fun. If they lose, they lose. If they win, we could just have fun with it on Twitter and make fun of other fan bases.
1: Yeah, that's that's the glory of the game <laughs> at this point of the season, which... We but you know at- who
2: does have a chance to make the playoffs?
0: Who? Louis? I have the chance to make the playoffs, yeah. Oh, sure. No. <laughs> I'm at PWHL Ottawa. Yeah, I know, I know. PWHL Ottawa got a pretty good
1: chance. I was at the game last night. Did Uh, you see Trudeau against Boston? Did I see? I see. I did see Trudeau. He was like, so we were sitting right at the like behind the net of where the players come out, and Trudeau was there giving him high fives before the game, and like he's like, and then he's like walking out, and he's like shaking everyone's hand on the way to, and then he's like, I thought he had a, he was gonna have a box. He was just sitting in the middle of the crowd. He probably had a shit ton of security detail that were just camo around. To be fair,
0: like what are the boxes like even at? TV
1: I don't played. know. Yeah, I don't know. Like, and to be honest, it was very tame. Like you, you wouldn't have even known you wouldn't have even known yeah. he was there. Like they showed other him than the, the oh clapping. Thing, no the fast ones. clapping. Other, yeah. Yeah, exactly. My like, mom texted me at
2: like 7:30. Trudeau was here. And I had no clue she was at the game. I was like, what what are you
1: talking about? Trudeau's where? At our yeah, house? It's like it's here. and she was <laughs> at the game. I was like, oh okay. <laughs> but so I was I was at that game with uh with Trudeau yesterday and Another great, uh, like, once again, first and foremost, great atmosphere at that rink for a women's game. Unreal. Great crowd, great time. That's a tough loss. And I, I so that was a back-to-back for them. So I give them a bit of a break. They came out really bad in the first. Like, they looked really bad. And then they got it together in the second. They had a great second period. And the third was kind of back and forth. And it was like, I don't know. It, it, they, that's a tough way to lose a game. But they battled hard. I still think... Like, of all the games they've played, I think they've been better than the team that they've played every single I would time. Say
0: they've, I'd say they deserved to win every game. Like, yeah, yes, agreed. it's five games so far, and it, it was close on some of them, but they definitely, like, I I still think they were the better team in every single one. Um, yeah, yes, still, yesterday still was heartbreaking.
1: It was tough. Yeah. It was a tough way to lose. Yeah.
0: Yeah, agreed. and, like, the loss against... I didn't catch any of it because I was on the train, but, like, the Minnesota game, like, you're going up against... I, well, I know Montreal, I think, passed Minnesota, Minnesota's still first in points percentage, and that Minnesota yep. team's just really good. They're and they, cool. they took them to the end, right? Like, they had a two-goal lead. Won. They lost and Yeah, should've they should have won. won, even though yeah. they lost in overtime. You know, they've... They, their depth and just general team composition gives them this ability to hang in and pretty much pull their weight and at least kind of dominate in every game at some points. So it's just really nice to be able to see that. And, like, yeah. I think for the first time they've actually did some line changes for last game. They were Lexia still good. Lexia Gia was up, thing.
1: was up in the lineup yeah. and she was playing really well. Like now that I've watched them a few times, I can start to get like who are the players that I like watching and who are the players that I don't like watching. And like I really enjoy watching <laughs> Daryl Watts play. I think that I she's was about to say Daryl yeah, Watts. Is she had so another good. good game. Yeah, she had another good game. Lexia Gia is having a couple, stringing a couple of good games in a row too. So it's been like they're getting. Traction, like I don't like. What's their record now? Like they have what, like 2-1-2-0-2-1 two, Yeah, two, I don't know two, how two, you one. wanna.
0: Yeah, depending on how. It, but two, yeah. Wins, uh, two wins, two wins, loss, loss. two losses and regulation losses.
1: Yeah. We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet five bucks and get two hundred instantly in bonus bets. If you're looking for some action, our Sens are unsurprisingly underdogs against the Kraken on January 4th at plus 102, while elsewhere in the league, the high flying jets are big favorites against the Sharks at minus 265. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with code THPN. New customers bet just five bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. Please play responsibly. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. All rights reserved. So I think that's like eight points. My in favorite total. stat, yes, uh,
2: yeah. yeah, yeah. My favorite stat so far is that eleven goalies have played games between the six teams, and both Toronto goalies are tenth and eleventh in save percentage.
1: Yeah, Toronto sucks. <laughs> Toronto is just genuinely bad, which is so. Kristen Campbell,
2: the awesome. starter, has an eight seventy six, and then Erica Howe has an eight eighty two right now. So, That's lit. as the Ottawa fans That's who just lit. have to hate Montreal and Toronto by rule,
0: I like seeing that. Yep. I also yep. want to say, the battle between, like, we have talked about this when we had Bietta on, but, like, the Anafania-Debian versus Amherst-Mashmire thing, where it's, like, the both goalies that are usually for Team Canada. Mashmire's currently out playing Debian. Mashmire's got a 9.24 save percentage versus Debian's 9.15. Yeah. Um, and she looked so... good when
1: she came in last night she
0: might, like honestly i'm close to saying the might is just our best player straight up like she is might so be. good yep, and be. like the, the goals that she has let in were like so many of them were just such unlucky tips that Fluke. went
1: over yeah,
0: yeah. exactly so like, it's like
1: a scramble in front and like it goes off someone's foot or something and it's yeah way in yeah like it's too bad
0: but mm-hmm. uh, she's been
1: exceptional she's been great and the whole team has been playing well um it's just good. Like the vibes are good. And I think we went over this. Like it's the top four teams of the six that make the playoffs. Yeah. So despite yeah. what the
0: format we would have won. <laughs>
1: yeah. We were like brainstorming our own formats. It's like, okay, first and second get a bye. And then third place six, fourth place five. Yeah, exactly. But like the uh I I would like their odds of getting in. I would be I would be like I I I'm now prepared to say I'd be very disappointed if they did not finish top four. Like then I who, who do I'd
2: be you, surprised. let's look at it then. Yeah. Who do yeah. you think Toronto it looks like is not gonna make it.
0: They look Toronto's good. not picking it. No is, shot.
2: Let's just say That's that. True. Who finishes fifth then? If you're looking at everyone. Boston? New York? Let me pull it up here.
0: Yeah, I'd say it'd be one of Boston, New York. I think Minnesota ends up first uh ottawa maybe second montreal third maybe swap those two So depending boston on and montreal
2: are fighting for fourth who do you like make your prediction no, 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 no. what do you think misses like,
0: like i think minnesota's first ottawa yeah. montreal are fighting for two three so then it's between boston yeah. and new york that's okay. what i just said yeah, yeah. and you said no. right. yeah well i'm saying they're fighting
2: for four so who boston do you think finishes fifth
0: third. oh um, did i i thought i said new york my bad yeah uh I don't know, like, the thing is, New York has a, like, New York has Abby Rock and Alex Carpenter, who have been doing solid. Yeah, they've Um, been doing well. I don't know, like, just looking at their roster here, Boston's probably a better bet to be fourth. Yeah, because they have Alina Mueller and Hillary
1: Knight. Yeah, but honestly, like, I didn't think (sighs) Boston was exceptional yesterday, and I know it's just one game, I barely noticed Hillary Knight. For them, I didn't even really notice that she was playing until like the third period, which I found a bit interesting. But I don't know; it's gonna be pretty tough. Like Montreal, like that Minnesota team is so strong, though. Just getting back to that, like I, I yeah. remember that game pretty well. Like they might be my my pick right now because even Montreal, like I, because Ottawa had played Montreal and Minnesota, that was their first two home games, and I feel like they played Montreal way stronger than. They played Minnesota, and I still think that they played Minnesota strong. But I don't know. Yeah, I, the thing is, I really Manchester like all misses guys. Yeah. Montreal's <laughs> yeah, got the worst power in the league, five
2: percent. I'm just rough, saying. Man. Yeah, that's and the rough. second worst PK. Just saying. Oh no, and never mind. Minnesota's PK yeah. is seventy one percent.
1: So Toronto has played seven games, which is the most. Ottawa's only played five. And in (laughs) Toronto's seven games, they've won one game. They're one, or they have, sorry, two wins. They won in a shootout. Yeah, they they won in a shootout. So that barely counts. They have one regulation win and five regulation losses. They have not even lost an extra time yet. And they've played the most games. They're like historically bad for this first year of PWHL, which is...
0: Oh, Montreal's got easily the most penalty minutes, eh? Yeah, I'm looking spits. at that too. Yeah, Jeez, Actually, Boston's you, only got yeah, 22. Yeah, right. Who's got the wow. least?
1: Yeah, Boston's got 22. We have 26. They are roughing it up there in Montreal.
0: Well, didn't Poulet and Rock, like, they didn't get a fight, but they got, like, pretty big tussle going at some point, I believe. Or was it, I think it was Poulet and Rock. I can't remember. Um, But that, that was a good game, too. Like, honestly, yeah. I just, I think I'd have Boston fourth. I'd really like Aaron Frankel in Nets for them um yeah and they've been playing super disciplined and i still believe in alina, alina mueller a good bit knight's gonna get back on it um i yeah. I, I could pick them for fourth but it's it's there gonna be go. close
1: well, well we'll see how that one shakes down once again can't stress it enough go to a pwhl ottawa game if you can they are so so fun the next um, There's one
2: tonight, obviously, as we record, which, you know, yeah. by the time it's out, the game will have passed. But the next home game after that is a Saturday 1 p.m. game. So it's so perfect. Like you're in land down yeah. and go early or you can stay late. Hopefully the canal's back open by then. I mean, who knows? Doubt it. But like Doubt it. you don't even just have to go for the game. And the tickets are not you can get first row seats for under 60 bucks to any yeah. game. Like I went. So, I went
1: I sat behind the net for 20 bucks yesterday.
2: Yeah. So there thinking. is no excuse to, you know. Unless you just, I don't know, don't want to go, I suppose. But there's no excuse. There's no, like, real reason <laughs> stopping you yeah. from going. There's no, oh, the rinks in Canada. There's no, the tickets yeah, are crazy expensive. Like, yeah. it's downtown. There's a ton to do, and it's cheap. So uh, the, the only thing
1: people complain about is parking. That's how you know that you've done the correct, yeah. Done the correct thing. Yeah. That's the only thing people... Parking are
2: or busing, about. yeah. One or the
1: other. Yeah, well, take the seven. Take the six. You'll survive, I promise. Just walk just walk. Um, okay, so it's, anyway, it's just really nice, this is, like, the first episode we've had in a while, where, like, things are good in Ottawa hockey right now, like, things are just solid, like, PWHL, PWHL Ottawa is doing well, they're playing well, the Sens are, like, existing now all of a sudden they decided that they'd like to start trying which is very eerily similar to every other season of the last like six seasons where they've now decided to just start trying but you know what it's better than going the whole year not trying like i'm kind of i i really i can't buy into the tank anymore like even if maybe it's better like i can't i would like to see uh, them yeah. try all the games i really would rather just win and lose yeah all the games. even if they don't obviously even if they don't make it if they
2: just finish Strong enough that teams or players take notice because it would help to sign a UFA or two. They're going to have some cap space. Or to convince a guy like Chikrin to stay, right? Like, yeah, it, yeah, okay, having a 15% chance of Celebrini is amazing. Um, but also keeping the guys you already have happy and wanting to stay or getting new guys to come is a lot easier when you're not in 29th place.
1: And I guess the last thing that we can touch on here before we end this is that we mentioned it right off the top the Steve Steos press conference that happened earlier today, earlier this morning. Uh, not a lot there really. Like it was it was pretty borderline, but I think I, I didn't listen to it. I just saw the I just saw the tweets. But people were saying like it's just like he's a well spoken guy. Like he's really like he's he's cognizant and like he's Why do you the have right to things. mention that, man? Is well, something- I. I other I, person was who wasn't like, fitting that description? Yeah, like, <laughs> essentially, the, the the major things that he touched on were that there is no, like, the way that he made it sound, there's no inclination that Tarasenko is even going to get traded, really. Like, it, that he he kind of, he didn't, I don't want to say he shut it down, but he just said that there yeah. hasn't been any talks and that they've liked how he's performed, and I agree with it. Yeah. I 100% agree with him. I'm I'm on the I'm in the position where I'd be okay if they traded him, and I'd be okay if they kept him, as long as they re yeah. him. Because I think my my thing
2: is, yeah, if they trade Tarasenko, I would want them to acquire someone else to fill his role for the rest of the year. That's the thing. You mm-hmm. know, like, I still want them to have a good top nine, especially if it's the guy with term, you know, who, who's going to come yeah. in for more than just 30 games. Because they could probably honestly get a first for him the way he's playing, especially if they retained. They could get a first plus, you know, not like a first and a second or whatever, but, you know, another piece. So that's very sure. valuable, but also if there's a chance he wants to stay next year, I wouldn't mind keeping him.
1: Yeah. Well, people are talking about Sean Monahan getting a first, so I think that Terrace yeah. is goes and will it do insane right.
0: stuff, dude. Yeah. That's oh my crazy, god.
1: Man. <laughs> Another
0: crazy. thing that has said that I'm happy about is like he was like, "I can't believe some people are talking about Chikrin.
1: Yeah. Like yeah, not seriously. coming back, like throwing a, a little down. bit. Of... And,
0: and are article? article too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Shut down. Shut it down. Not a yeah. rumor anymore.
0: I think
2: there's... We can do a whole episode in the off season about, like, projecting what lines could be for when they're, you know, in contention. Um, but I think if they get Chikrin under 8 million, there's a legit... You could make a legit argument to stack three different pairs. Like, have Chikrin as the third pair lefty and just roll three pairs. You have Zub, you have GBDs looking good, and you have cap space yeah. to go sign a guy like DeMelo or something. You do Shabbat, DeMello, Sanderson, Zoob, Chikrin, and JVD oh. or something? Oh, yeah. Just balance everything? Oh, yeah. And you where's, need a death. Where's my but... short
0: king? What the hell? Where's, where's I Brandy?
2: Again, I this could open an entire new conversation. <laughs> oh, man. I don't okay. know if he'll be here next
0: year.
1: I agree with Josh. <laughs> I don't know. I agree with him. I, I, just, I will blissfully live in
2: ignorance. Love Brandstrom, and I will wish him nothing but the best. But yeah. I don't know that with the other 3 left d's there's no m- sense. sense to keep him
0: yeah and I what agree, if yeah. i throw a temper tantrum to keep him josh what then hey eh? what if i start bawling my eyes out i oh, think man.
2: here's here's my criticism here's my criticism of brandstrom after all the positivity i've had of him after helping convert adam saying, to a after believer after like
0: being part my, of like on the front line to defend the brand yes trade, i
2: know like, but i also oh. believed in his ability to to grow and to fix things which he has for the most part but the big issue is he oftentimes gets them caught in their zone with his inability to get it out at times and not like he can't pass the puck type of thing. He's very smart passer, but sometimes it's under pressure behind the net is what causes those long spurts of D zone play. And I feel like ideally you have a third pair that's just getting the puck out, getting it deep and changing if they're playing with the fourth line or whatever. So I don't know. I think he's terrific. He's a guy who can move into the top four or whatever at, as we stand but i'd rather like if, Louis. if i asked you let's say uh zub and jbd are on among the six as well and then chicker yeah. and shabbat sanderson the six d would you rather brandstrom or dylan de
0: who are we playing this guy with i did not that it really matters but yeah. so um, let's
2: say you have I, shabbat sanderson chicken on the left side and zub is the first pair right d and um, JBD is you know either second I'm or just, ideally third pair right. Yeah. D. Who do you want as second right D? A guy I'm like Demelo or Branstrom?
0: I do think Branstrom is a better overall player, but I agree Demelo would be a better fit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, like where like, like, you have to talk about fit more specifically. I yeah, I agree.
0: The thing is, I'd rather have Branstrom in there than JBD is where I would be at.
2: And Branstrom's um, still an RFA, right? So they could still get a, a return for him. It might, it won't be huge, but. You're also talking about yeah, getting I, a piece back.
0: Listen, Branstrom has evolved so unexpectedly in the yeah. way, like, I didn't think the way that he'd develop and how his skill set would change since he was acquired has the way that you know, it he's has. He's a defensive like- D now? <laughs> Yeah, like, no, he's legitimately, yeah. like, obviously nowhere near the same level, but I like to think that his play style at least is a little bit like a Mackenzie Weger light-light, as opposed to being, like, a mostly offense dynamic thing. Like, he's become super well-rounded, like, especially in transition, he's really good. But I agree, like, his passing game hasn't reached the level that we thought it might but that's been in favor of a lot of defensive improvements. But it does hamper him, as you said, on the breakout a little bit. But every once in a while, he'll still make that exceptional breakout pass. Um, it's just, yeah, I, I do wish he I could stay. Think, and, yeah, sorry, the organization just, probably about, values. Go ahead. I was just going to say about right. DeMello. I just looked him up here and his number one similar style of my cards is Artem Zub.
1: Man, I'd take two <laughs> Imagine that. Hey, do we play I'd Zubes with Shabat or Sanderson? How about both? yeah, yeah. just saying. that's the dream but that's
2: i the dream. think the other thing we haven't even discussed yet and i haven't watched a second of him in the ahl this year but i'm sure tyler clevin is still somewhat in the plans and like we all he's joked about game. it when they picked him but he's he's improved a lot like i don't think he's yeah. that meme prospect anymore he's a legit shot at making even if he has to go on his offside and
1: play three right d or whatever i think they probably value him long term more than Branstrom. so I also think, like, the writing is, like, the writing's on the wall with Branstrom from an organization. I feel like it has candidate. been for four years, but yeah. They played him at left wing three weeks ago. They yeah. played him at I left wing. I still cannot believe that. That is true. Come on. Do you think, like, you think Branstrom's looking at that and he's like, yeah, I have a future on D here? They're playing me at left you think left Tyler
2: Cleven's getting put at four left wing? No. Never. No, he's no going for
1: right wing.
0: <laughs>
2: My bad. Offside.
1: <laughs> That's that, the line is going to be Branstrom on the left. Clevin on the right, and... Charche at center. Churchy, <laughs> yeah, Charche. <laughs> boucher combo. I'm down. Tyler Boucher oh, scored They're the bringing back Dylan Gambrell. Tyler Boucher had a wraparound goal in the A. For yeah, got, you know, like, like That's the thing. If we trade Tarasenko,
0: goes. we already have that third liner waiting. That's all I'm saying.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> we don't need to get but a I, piece I, back. We can just get picks.
1: I, when I, when I, when I, the last thing on this branch trip thing is I... Louis makes a compelling point, point. and I do. I don't think Branstrom's a bad player at all. Like, like Josh said, like I, I'm not on that train. Like, if 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 he's here next year, I'm not going to complain about it. But I do agree that looking at how lines are going to be formed and pairings, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to to move someone else instead of him because there's. I don't think there's room for everybody right now. Yeah. So if if there's one, I'd move JBD man, I would, before him. And that's a fair argument. I would disagree. Yeah. But uh, you, you can kind of it go is, either way on that one.
2: Here's the thing. If a guy like DeMello is commanding $5 million or $4 million plus in free agency, I don't think there's anything wrong with rolling Sanderson, Zub, Rabat, Chikrin, and then Brandstrom at lefty and like JBD or whoever at right D next year. Yeah. Kind of like exactly yeah. what they're running tonight. I'm yeah. fine bringing this exact six guys next year because again, Brandstrom or can, can jump into the top of four.
0: Too. Like, I'm not saying JBD yeah. is playing bad, you know, but as as a set yeah. of D that can come in with injuries. Yeah,
2: you can get a guy around a million dollars
1: for the 60. Is I agree with that. But
2: my point speaking is like,
1: guys, like I said, there's room for guys it, so. who make a million dollars. Someone is still on the team next year for a million dollars. Ah, shut
0: up, Adam. No, <laughs> that's nope. all I'm saying. <laughs> we said that's all that we would talk about him. Well, he's no. come up again.
1: He snaked his way back in. <sighs> he's still okay. on the team. Do you think they're not going to play How, much, him would him for a, how year? much
2: would a buyout ca- cost?
1: Can he be man. bought be out at his
2: age? Is there some rule against that?
0: Why can't we just so scratch down. him? Why can't we just scratch I him? Think, I think that's a legit possibility.
2: It. If they go yeah. to him and they can say, you aren't allowed to go anywhere because of your NTC, so we are just going to scratch you for the last 120 games of your contract, would you like a mutual severing that's of your good contract? Good or would you like to waive <laughs> your NTC for a trade? I mean, to be honest, like if, he, if they tell him, like, you know, we're not playing you, We'd rather call up another guy if there's an injury and leave you as the scratch because yeah, you can't right. go anywhere. Would he not want to go get a chance to play more games?
0: That would be baller as f- from sense management. <laughs> <laughs> be awesome. We're going to scratch you for 120 games unless you want to leave. What do you want to do?
2: <laughs> but let's see. I have the I have the cap friendly buyout calculator uh, pulled up. The buyout would cost 367,000 for two
0: years. Okay. Yeah, that's that's so doable. it would that's save doable.
2: 750K next year, and then it would be I'll pitch a third in. of a million the year after. Yeah. I'd be willing I'll to pay that much to never in. have to watch <laughs> Yeah, That, that would definitely be worth it. We could that start a totally... GoFundMe.
1: The Sense fans would fund it, dude. I'm confident <laughs> that they would. We could scrounge that up. That's hilarious. Oh my God. But yeah, I agree. Like, and I feel bad. I feel bad for Travis Hambnett the person because I'm sure he's a nice guy, and I, yeah. I do think that he. This is it purely
0: on ice hockey. This is his performance related.
1: as a hockey player. He cannot, under any circumstances, play anymore. Like, there's no reason for that. And I think yeah. that everyone's fine. It's taken years, but everyone has finally figured it out now in the Sens org that he cannot play. He should not play. And I was gonna say, like, the only. Situation I mean, he's injured he right injured. now,
0: so maybe not everybody is, okay, has figured that out. air
1: quotes, he's injured. We oh, don't like even Kubelik know that had is. a
0: minor injury that's exactly. been taken him I I out. I think Kemenik is actually injured, but Kubelik I don't think did. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he's just scrapped. That's kind of too bad. They're going to get nothing for him at the deadline, Kubelik. I was kind of sad watching him.
2: Dead. It was cool that he got to sit with his mom during the trip, but like, it would have been cool if he got to play in front of his mom on the trip yeah that's really sad that, how awkward nice. for
1: that is, is him he's just sitting like it's with his mom he did and get also, to like, a bunch of moms that are watching their kids play yeah <laughs> he's just in there like everyone's like oh you're on the team you're also on the team <laughs> that's pretty funny but i
2: think because he needs to be supporting someone in a top six to be effective and sometimes get like three or four injuries. there's no reason and for the sense to be inclined to do that. So I think this is just yeah. not a, the situation for him right now.
1: Yeah, I agree. I don't think they'll get anything for him in, in a trade. I, like, they, I, I honestly, it the might be like a clear cap Yeah, it'll clear cap space, but they're getting nothing back.
2: Like Seattle really or something, who have, have kind space. of has injuries? I don't know.
0: I've always thought Seattle would be a perfect landing spot. Yeah. They'd seem to take those guys and just well, turn them well, into yeah, like, what they sixers. should do
1: with him, what they should do is wait all the way till the deadline, like 3 p.m., and see if someone yeah, will... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> like the Mark Stone trade? <laughs> wow. That's... Wow. Damn. Uh, not like that. Back on Bradstrom. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> okay, we need to end this. This is this is spiraling pretty bad. Um, but that was... I mean, hey, man. The Sens are winning. That's the point right now. Enjoy. Might not make the playoffs. In fact, I'd say they definitely won't. But enjoy that they are winning and playing better, and everyone's playing. And just ride ride the wave. What else can you do? Uh, with that being said, I'm going to do it for episode 96 of the Zoopcast. Coming up on 100, Lewis. I know you've got something planned for 100. I know you do. Oh, so yeah. We will oh, we'll yeah. keep waiting. Three more to go. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you guys next time. Okay, everybody. Peace.